podcast the podcast that wasn't anticipating body horror but here we are i'm greg i'm jordan i'm kendall and this week we are reviewing episode two of transformers war for cybertron earthrise i'm just gonna take a moment though uh we're recording this on january 6 2021 so i'm giving the year as well in case for some odd reason folks in the very far future are listening there was a there was an incident in washington today that i feel we need to acknowledge um especially being mindful of the type of show not necessarily the the fact that it's a cartoon but the the content of which we watch and civil unrest and I just feel like it should be acknowledged that we do not in any way support what has gone on there. And we wholeheartedly support the folks who are trying to make sure that's, that it doesn't happen in the future and are just trying to make everything as peaceful as possible. So just wanted to say that just to clear the air. And now we can get on with the rest of this podcast. So but we can all agree that yellow is sporty. Yeah, and yes. um, sporty. Right? Yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, Bumblebee. Let's see. Uh, so, Kendall, did we have any uh, trivia on IMDb this week? Um, well, the opening sequence of the series begins with Bumblebee and Wheeljack. <laughs> These are the same two characters that open up the original Transformers cartoon series in the God first episode. Damn it. More than are we going to have to get one. rid of this segment? <laughs> uh, Gosh darn it, IMDb. Get on your game. <laughs> in case you're wondering, there was one update to the uh, first episode uh, uh, trivia notes and stuff in that. Ooh. But it was just an animation error because... Uh, uh. Uh, was it Soundwave or Shockwave that called Sector Twelve Section Twelve at one point? And that that's and that was like the only thing that was updated. Oh, okay. I think that might have been Shockwave. Yeah, because yeah. he's the one who said who talked about it much more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if there it was are, Soundwave. Uh, I didn't understand anything Soundwave said in either episode. <laughs> but uh, we have some for for this episode at least. Cool. 
Um, so it points it points out that uh, like they did in Cyberverse, which I, and I don't think they did in the movie, but De- Decius, who we'll see, uh, is it you know because he's a quin. Uh, spoilers: We we see a quintessent judge for the first time in in this series, but he uh he has a unique voice actor for each face. Two yes. of them being supplied by voice actresses, which I thought was nice. Is that it's it's not just limited to a voice actor, so it's like uh multiple types of people. Uh, so um, Cyberverse was that the one where uh, Bumbleham was voiced by John Mulaney? <laughs> That was a bad joke. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Apology accepted, Kendall. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad I'm just glad I processed it fast enough. <laughs> um, let's see. Much like the movie that introduced the quintessence, Thesis has a shot of rotating laughter from all five faces. Amongst other things. Yeah. Man, um, the quintessence mentioned... is so awesome. Like I didn't realize yeah. that I liked them this much. <laughs> yeah see like when they're actually when they're when they're given uh you know more time to the to, to to like the 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 five the five faced uh judges are given more time to actually like play with them they act, play with what they actually do i think is a really neat thing and we'll probably get more into it when we get to get to that in the episode yeah because there's there's definitely a reference to the movie that i'm going to bring up when we get there oh that, yeah. that's that's the next reference about how uh DC's Sinister's feelings about the innocent, also called yes. that the, the 1986 movie. Also, how they say it. Yeah, innocent. Um, <laughs> uh, the at one point, Lita mentions that uh, Omega Supreme has disappeared, which is uh, a slight reference back to the original Transformers episode, The Secret of Omega Supreme. Mm-hmm. And also, Megatron refers to Lita One as a Ariel. Which is the name she had before she was rebuilt by Alpha Trine in the original G One series? Did yes. did uh did I tell you guys about when I went to see uh the the movie in the theater, the eighty six movie in the theater, or was that I, yeah, after? I think you mentioned it. Um, you, yeah, you told us that you went to it. Was that the one where the guy, where the guy got mad at you for telling him to stop looking at his phone all yeah. the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, yes, I couldn't remember if that was if I if that was after. After Warren V's, like, what the, the freaking, and the guy had a giant phone, too, and it was a tiny theater, <laughs> and there were kids there, and he, like, cussed at me, and it's like, freaking, uh, There's, um, let's see, there's I two, think it was during and... the quintessence scene. I think that's why it came oh. up. <laughs> that's a fun one, too. Uh, there's two animation technical errors they mentioned where they mentioned that at one point the sub- subtitles uh refer to bug bite as exhaust instead of uh bug bite and that's during the scuffle with bumblebee and at another point the ca- the subtitles do not capitalize the first letter of the fortune the spaceship that uh double dealer and the others arrive in and uh. fly around in um and there is actually one other little in- another interesting thing i think is that the the uh Robot designs of Ramjet, Dirge, and Thrust, who are, you know, plane flyers as well, their models are actually Siege Tetrajet models, even though even though uh, their uh, actual toy toys in the Earthrise series are uh, normal Earth Earth jets. 
like they've taken on Earth, oh, Earth vehicle okay. forms. So, yeah. so despite, and I'm I haven't seen all the episodes, so I don't know how much of the mercenaries have like actually traveled f- far and wide. So I don't know if they were supposed to at this point or not. Anyways, but it, it is an interesting thing that they did point. They did like made sure that they were either Cybertronian instead of uh, Earth, or they made the mistake and made them Cybertronian jets. Uh, I don't think it was a mistake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if by the mercenaries, since they're a separate group and obviously out there in space and stuff, whether they actually were one of the people who made it to Earth before everyone else or whatever. Oh, okay. I can't go. In, I can't go into too much yeah. because it'll it'll spoil you. I don't want to ruin it. Also, I just liked how the 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 one character was called Bug Bite. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Double Dealer was a pretty cool name too. Yeah, oh, I never like, get to see him transform in the episode, so I have no idea what his alt form is. He probably has two oh. alt forms because he's a double dealer. Oh, one is like a one is like a, a school bus, and the other is like a, a tank because he's a double dealer. So he's an Autobot and a Decepticon. But why a school bus? Because that's what Autobots turn into. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, literally every single Autobot. What? Bumblebee? He's a school bus. Optimus? He's a school bus. Wheeljack? He's a school bus. <laughs> so. Cheetor? He's a school bus. So. What are Cheetos wow. but like descendants of school buses? <laughs> Go ahead, Jordan. I was going to say, uh, he's had like several different types of forms. Um, I It does look like he's a triple changer, though. Oh, okay. Uh, at least his Earthrise uh, is one, and I definitely have seen like some of the other things there. Uh, the f- one of the main like f- like one of the major part versions of him is from when they were still involving the Power Masters, so like those with the target with the target guns and stuff like that. And he apparently was one of the few ones in the first run that had that actually used two. Uh, uh, two power masters instead of just one. Oh, okay. Oh. Like I know there's level there are like a few later target masters that used two, but it but uh most power masters usually just had the one. Yeah. Yeah, I know Chrome Dome had just the one and I used to have Chrome Dome. I had the G one Chrome Dome. Yeah. Power Masters were like the ones that got like the little engine looking thing in the in them. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Chrome Dome was a headmaster, so his yeah. head turned into a little robot that could ride in his little seat there yep all right so was that everything that we had for uh the tidbits there for the episode jordan yep looks like that's it for now if there's any more i'll be sure to mention it though (laughs) right on so getting into the episode at hand the the episode itself starts pretty much where we left off with last episode uh we get a cut of the arc which is you know dark and you know, just hovering in space. And then we see uh, the mercenary ship that is docked with the Ark right now. We see some sparks from a window. And then they've managed to to turn on the power. They get the systems booting up again. And we've got the, the Autobots that are all getting dragged. Like, they're all in cuffs. They're all deactivated right now. And they're all sort of leaned up against the center console of the bridge. And we have Double Dealer who is talking with somebody. 
we don't know who and the voice keeps changing which is our first big hint to the reveal that we're going to have later on uh we get a mix of male and female voices and one of the i like one of the lines that i like um well there's a couple of lines that i like with the interaction is they aren't interested in in the arc at all they aren't interested in the show they are merely interested in optimus and his crew uh so towards the end of the interaction uh the the voice on the other end says to make sure that they're that all of the Autobots are, you know, secured so that there won't be any heroics. And Double Dealer makes a comment of, well, I don't think there's any heroes here. Which is a little weird line to have, but, you know, it's one of those things. And as we have the scene end, it sort of pans over to this new logo, which I guess is the, the logo for the Mercenary Faction. So from here we get our uh, our little intro sequence, and then we once again have Megatron in his little dining room meeting area. And lo and behold, once again, we've got Magnus's head on the table. <laughs> so I've got a little clip from this scene. Uh, it's it's just part of the conversation that Meg- Megatron has with uh, with Alita. Why don't you leave with pride yeah. on his arc? I think you disagreed with Prime's actions. You believe the divide between our two factions is antiquated and pointless in the face of certain extinction. And so do I. If we agree on so many things, why are we opponents? Don't confuse ideals with ideology. It's our actions that define us, and yours make me sick. I thought the world of you back then. Back then? You think that because I knew the hero, I would show me some flashbacks. I I agree with you. I really like the voice acting in that scene. Um, I started following the the actress for Alita because um, I really like how how she did this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, but that's yeah, why it, sometimes it's okay to use non union actors because these people need they need jobs too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we had quite the discussion between the two of them there, and it, it's. You see, Megatron is trying to. I mean, there's certain points that he brings up from his observation that aren't necessarily wrong. You know, she she didn't agree with with Prime taking the Allspark off the planet, or chasing after the Allspark for that matter. I suppose. <laughs> right, right, right. But uh, you get the sense that he's trying to 
in some way appeal to her to to try and maybe win her over to his side. And obviously she's not keen on it, which understandably so, can all things considered, and what we witnessed last episode as well. So, but yeah, overall I like that scene. The, uh, and the whole Magnus thing just, uh, <laughs> love that. Just, you can tell he's haunted by it, you know, in a sense. <laughs> But yes, so we cut from Megatron and Magnus back to the Ark. As the mercenary ship undocks, it shakes a little bit, which causes Bumblebee's body to fall over. He wakes up. Uh, we get a bit of an exchange between Double Dealer and a couple of the crew members uh, that are piloting the mercenary ship, sort of you know joking with them to keep their ship in one piece and that they'll meet them at the rendezvous. We then get... Uh, a bit of a abbreviated fight between Bumblebee, the I it's not a clone, I guess. No, that's Bug, Bug Bite. Yeah, but I don't know if Bug Bite's necessarily a clone. He's got this he Bug Bite's got the same body type as Cliff Jumper and Bu- and Bumblebee. He's just colored uh gray. Yeah. Like, that's that's real Yeah, like swap. I mean Yeah, yeah. like I mean Sub Zero. <laughs> yeah, essentially, like if if you set set uh, Bumblebee, Cliffjumper, and and Bugbite side by side, they all look they're all like like you know like the 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 uh, ninjas in in Mortal Kombat three, but they each have their own you know personality and stuff. He's not he's not like what was it Sound Bla- Sound Blaster, mm-hmm. where there's a rumor that he's like a a failed clone of Shockwave, like he yeah. is his own person forgot about sound blaster he's a cool that's a cool character <laughs> you know i bet if sound blaster had been the one giving those lines kendall you would have recognized you would have been able to understand it yeah yeah that's true <laughs> anyways this is the line i referred to earlier where bug before the fight bug bite like is in a chair and he turns around and is like hey where's the ugly one <laughs> and bumblebee comes up with the chat like with the shackles and tries to strangle him and he says yellow is sporty yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I also I just realized that they call Bumblebee ugly twice in the episode. Yes, they do. Which uh I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I I think that Bumblebee's design is probably the worst of all the Autobots in the show. Ooh. Maybe that's I feel a hot take tonight. Uh, I'm just wondering if uh, Bugbite saying that is just some self-loathing there, or or he actually is just not aware. It's hard to say. Is this another law of robotics? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this would be uh, number six. So robots, well, you, see, you, know, you automatically think you automatically think all redecos of of your of your robotic body is ugly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think the math checks out. I think I think that that because because yep. the because the one we were talking about where the people talk, talking to each other, the robots talking to each other couldn't tell that people were listening to them um, or, or that they weren't in private. That was just an extension of the of the fourth and fifth laws. Right. Like that was like, yes, su- yeah. like clause. It was it was five sub a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, I'm glad, oh, glad we're getting my. back to our roots here with the laws of robotics. Oh, yeah. So it's nice that we've discovered this secret sixth law all of a sudden now. Uh-huh. 
we had to go back in time though yeah it's like uh it's like stargate where they find the extra chevron oh yes that's right and then they do it again yeah but yes we we have a very brief scuffle between bumblebee and bug bite and the other mercenaries but then uh optimus comes to and tells bumblebee to stand down bumblebee is very hesitant at first but optimus says bumblebee you're outnumbered there was also another really good joke here that I, I don't know why. I just like the jokes that in this part where when after Bumble that I think we should point out where like after Bumblebee, like, you know, threw his shackles and like grabbed him by the neck, he yes. actually th- threw him in front of him. And, he's, and the other mercenaries obviously, you know, pointed guns at him. It's like, if you have to, if you shoot me, you're going to have to shoot through your friend. Yeah, and they look and at they, each other. They don't hesitate. Like, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's like like a second of like, okay. Like, yeah. but they're not really hesitating. No, no, not whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, and Bumblebee's like, "Where's your, where's the honor among thieves?" And Double Deer's like, "We sold it to the highest bidder." <laughs> uh, overall, it was, it was a good scene. I thought we had a bunch of good scenes and one horrifying scene that we were going to get <laughs> to in a little bit, but we we cut from from the arc back to the Decepticons. Alita has been put back in her cell by Starscream. And we have a bit of a, a back and forth between her and Jetfire. Uh, they're they're assuming that they're that the Decepticons are harvesting the energon from the Decepticon sparks to make some sort of a weapon, but they have no idea why. Yeah, I think Redler says like you know they won the war. There's really not th- no reason for them to be having a weapon to fight with. Yeah, and then Elita's like, well, they haven't won because they haven't. Because I've still got a spark running through through me, and Jetfire is then saying, "Well, TikTok." <laughs> <laughs> but we then cut back to uh, the Autobots and the Mercenaries, and uh, the planet that they are on has been referred to as Char. And in G one, if I remember correctly, Char was the planet that the Decepticons were on once Galvatron took over. And that was their headquarters for season three. Hold on. It I was, can check it. Keep going, but I can check real yeah, quick. I'm pretty sure it was season three because um, it was the season that immediately preceded the 86 movie. So I think it was season three. And I, yes. yes and I it, think season yeah, four that, that as well. It. Does yeah. that, does the G1 cartoon ever actually get good? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I I just I've I've got the first season on DVD. I've tried to watch the like three part beginning thing a few times, but a lot of times those like extended pilot pseudo movie things of 80s and 90s cartoons are like the worst episode of the thing. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure if uh, if it if it, you know, tightens up a little bit, you know, if it got to like. You know, because like G.I. Joe was a good cartoon. Mm-hmm. I've revisited yeah. some of that. You know, there were good cartoons from back then. I, oh, yeah. I know if, uh, there like there were definitely some some notable episodes. Um, yeah. Like an Autobot in King Arthur's Court was a good one. There's... Is that the one that they based the fifth movie on? <laughs> I have to wonder if they did go back to it at all when <laughs> they made that movie. The thought had crossed my mind. I mean, the intro- introduction of the Dinobots was kind of cool to see. 
there's uh what's the episode i'm thinking of there was an episode as well that was it the second season i think it was the second season that uh i'm trying to remember the the autobot who was like the like the hover thing like the hovercraft i'm trying to remember what the name was um because i think that it's gonna it's gonna bug me until i figure it out and i'm gonna find out after they have to record <laughs> this um but essentially that he get, he gets turned into a human because he falls in love with a woman but then he has to give that up to save the autobots so i thought that that was kind of neat too yeah. um so i mean that you know there's a few good episodes there's definitely some that are like I want to say that there's more episodes that don't necessarily hit the mark, and there's some really bad ones, but you know, it's all in the eye of the beholder as well. But yeah, so we we have a discussion between Optimus and Double Dealer, uh, where Optimus takes note of their insignia and says, "You're part of the mercenary faction," and Double Dealer says, "There are no factions out here." Um, so there's a bit of a a back and forth between them and it's sort of alluded to like there's mention of the AllSpark and how you know how valuable that is and Optimus tries to appeal to Double Dealer saying that he knows where to find the Ark or the AllSpark rather uh, and there's a bit of a, a pause but then he makes mention of Decius. So this is our first mention of Decius. And then we see a, for anyone who has seen the 86 movie, a very familiar looking structure that is very reminiscent of the Quintesson ship from the 86 movie. So as we sort of pan up, we then go inside. The Autobots are being led into this dark room. And from here, we then introduced to Decius the Quintesson, the breaker of shackles, as they call themselves. It's uh, interesting because they greet the Autobots as, as their children, uh, but apparently they're also a, a sort of Quintesson renegade, I guess, because it's a, they allude to the idea that they were the one who allow the Autobots to rebel. They somehow aided the Autobots in, yeah. in their re rebellion. Yeah, I've got the I've got the I've got the clip here. It's a pretty good clip. Do you know who I am? Oh wait, but I'm not I... sharing my screen anymore, am I? I am still here. Oh, you can still hear yeah. it? Okay. <laughs> I'm you had it that this. time. I'm bad at this. Do you <laughs> know who I am? I know what you are. That is enough. Don't remark. But mistaken. Long ago, your race toiled under the abject cruelty of the Quintesson Empire. Until the day one magistrate took a stand. I freed your race and gave you the power to fight your oppressors and win. It is I, Decius, Decius. the renegade, breaker of shackles. I knew from the start that you were more than menial laborers. Almost got the line right. So I devised <laughs> a simple solution. 
I would help you transform, transform. from servants to masters of your own destiny. I knew that you were more than meets the eye. <laughs> I I gave you the ability to turn you into transformers. Yes. And you could disguise yourself as robots. However, then Prime is quick to point out that the power of transformation was given to them by the Allspark. And then we have one of the faces of, of Decius gets really upset with the mention of the Allspark. He's and like, then it sort of moves so, on. So Optimus is a creationist. Yeah. He's like, he's, yeah. like, he's like, I figured that he, he's, he's, Decius is Darwin. He's like, Darwin Decius. He's like, he's like, uh, yes, uh, I found that you, I discovered from the Galapagos Islands that you evolved from monkeys. And then the guy's like, I'm not a monkey. I'm a truck. <laughs> he's a truck. He's not a monkey. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead now. That was the best. I did not expect that to go that, that direction. <laughs> When we tweet out this episode, Kendall, I may have to tag the guy who made that cartoon, just so he knows. <laughs> uh, but yes. Um, but before they can really get back and forth on that, Double Dealer pipes up wondering where his payment is. And then we get the the various heads of Decius arguing over whether or not he's been paid or not yet. And, <laughs> which i thought and, was kind of funny and then wisdom is like well you know patience while i reach consensus which sounds incredibly creepy <laughs> yes so sinister yeah uh prime does sort of get the final word in as he says if you're the the breaker of shackles he's like why are we chained and then one of them is like unexpected advanced reasoning you know, it, it sort of circles between the different heads and what their what their thoughts are at this. Um, um, one little thing that they do that I think is kind of neat is, and again, this goes back to our like the no inner monologue. They actually said this. It's it has an inner. It's trying to have an inner monologue and it's talking mm -hmm. to itself. When it talks to itself, the screen rotates to which face is talking. Yes, instead of the like body so turning. so yeah so you get the idea that he's standing still and it's just us moving to the face that's talking, but mm -hmm. in conversations where the face is actually like will directly speak to someone, it will spin to the to the appropriate face, which I think is actually kind of like a a neat touch. Mm. Maybe more case for the fourth and fifth laws, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but yes, so. DC sort of alludes to needing the Autobots for something. And Prime asks, well, what is it for? And he says, well, all in due time, but first a new consensus must be reached. Uh, still sounded incredibly creepy. <laughs> yeah. um, so we cut back to the Autobots who are imprisoned in the the, the arena right now. Uh, Jeff Fire has been trying to get uh, red alert to see if he can try and drop the force field, but there's nothing that he can do. And then they sort of talk about, well, maybe sending out a distress signal, but there's nobody left. And so Elitis says that they'll just have to try and break out when they have an opportunity. And she's trying to remain very optimistic and hopeful, whereas Jetfire is 
you know, he's like, well, that's great, but you know, there's nobody to save us and we don't have a whole lot of time left. So it's, looking quite dire for them yeah he knows this is probably going to be their it's going it's not going to be good but it's their only chance yeah so we we cut back to optimus and the others optimus is now uh they sort of have like a like an electric sort of chain going from this pedestal to each of their shackles that's holding them in place as they're standing up we have a discussion between optimus and Bumblebee, Bumblebee is saying that they need to try and escape now. But Optimus makes note that there seems to be confusion with Decius, or rather Decius, or DCS. God, it'd be good if I could actually pronounce this name right. That they may might be able to take advantage of. Uh, but over the course of this discussion, they're hearing this howling from somewhere in in the building. So- I'll be honest, I'm just now realizing what the howling is. I at first thought someone that he just had like other like robots that in like cells being tortured or mm-hmm. something. No. But, yes, conti- no. continue. <laughs> We're we literally getting to the I'm going to say it now. This is by far this is the only thing in my head that I can think of as the creepiest body horror that I have ever experienced in animation. It, it's I I realize it's not a human, but it is incredibly it's, disturbing to me. And I've now yeah. watched it twice. Because we get Hound asking, yeah, what is that? And we pan to this room and it zooms in. And we have Wisdom who's, who's trying to plead with someone saying, please, if the council sees that a, a peaceful faction has emerged... And then we see a tentacle holding a, I'm assuming it's like some sort of a welding gun. Or like saw. Or, or like maybe a like laser an saw or something like lasers. that. Yeah. And it literally saws his fucking head off of his body. Kind of like a faceplate. Like, you know, like how yeah. since with the way contestants' bodies are, like wisdom, doubt, I think it's also death, wrath. By the way, it's wrath that's doing this. Uh, yeah. uh, all have like a faceplate on their on their on their side and the the saw just basically cuts off the face like a knife through butter yeah yeah it's like it's attached to some sort of crystal on the body um but the the faceplate drops to the floor and we see the other faceplates right beside it and there's only one left (laughs) as the body turns and it's like and then it snarls, consensus. It is, ah! <laughs> this is the creepiest scene. Why is this in my Transformers cartoon? <laughs> yeah, because, like, like you said, like, the faces seem to be attached to, like, a crystal of some sort. So does that mean that they're effectively silencing them, as, but not killing them? Or are they actually phys- by removing the faceplates? Are they removing them from their from their body? That's the that's, thing we that's, don't know. Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm not sure which one's worse. <laughs> but just it's like ah. We'll find ah. out more later. I'm sure that there's lots more to this story. No, I, I don't know. I kind of liked it. It's a very good like villainy thing. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's, like, it's definitely oh. It's just. 
yeah chill, chilling is a very apt way to describe it it is oh. and we get a zoom in on the eyes when they say consensus it's just oh but I mean, this we, is basically then... just what Anakin Skywalker wanted the government to be, right? <laughs> you know, if you don't agree, then the problem is sometimes people don't agree, then they should be made to. And so he just made them all agree with them. <laughs> By silencing them. By silencing them, yep. That's what Anakin Skywalker did. This is basically just Star Wars. <laughs> sort of, kind of. But yes, we, we we then cut back to Elita and the others as they're brought into the arena. And it's pretty obvious that what's going on here, they're getting ready to to drain their sparks. Uh, Megatron, however, has a proposal for Elita and asks her to join him. And that project nemesis where he calls calls her Ariel at one point, yes. right? Yeah. Because he says, Project Nemesis needs leaders like you. And she's like, I don't even know what Project Nemesis is. Um, and he, he says, well, I told you, salvation. He's like, and I promise you, with, I promise with you at my side, our people will not simply survive. They will flourish. And this is when he's, he refers to her as Ariel. He, said, he says, Prime took you for granted, Ariel. I would never do that. Then she asks about her friends, the other Autobots. He says, uh, or she says, I, he's like, well, what about them? He, she says, I need them. And he says, unfortunately, so do I. And then he snaps <laughs> his fingers. <laughs> and it's like, he's fucking dumb. Like, she almost would have, like, he almost could have gotten her on his side and I yeah. mean, he's he's right that like people are you know people are a resource. Even freaking mm-hmm. uh, Negan from The Walking Dead knew that. Uh, yeah. I'm, people, are, that's why I'm annoyed with uh, freaking uh, Walking Dead World Beyond. But I haven't finished the seasons. No spoilers. Um, I'm sure that you guys are all watching Walking Dead World Beyond. But I lost track yes. after uh, the I think third season of Walking Dead. <laughs> so you're mostly like... because it was it was it 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 also became a f- hard to uh keep track of the time schedule because of th- things that it was going on mm. for me at the time. Yeah, so you're like you're like back in like 1983. Yeah, but I, I mean that show's I, been going I, I on still, for 40 I still years. Have like, yeah, I've still had like things trickle down, and I've looked at comics, and um, I played I played all all the Telltale stuff. See, I haven't played the Telltale stuff. Um. The, uh, but the, the, I don't know. The show's been, the show's one of the only things that makes me feel things. Sometimes they're positive things. Sometimes they're negative things, but most media doesn't make me feel things. I know I seem like a very opinionated person, but a lot of times I'm just like, that was okay. That was just okay. Whereas Walking Dead is very good at being very good or very bad. Uh, See, I haven't watched any Walking Dead. My son did, but I never did. Then you never will. There's too much now. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like i i don't know i don't know how people binge that show like the only way that i that i enjoy it is the sort of right now like where you like watch one episode and then you talk to the the baby boomer at the water water cooler at work next day Uh you know like um because there are there are normies that that is the only thing that i've that i can have conversations with about and 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 i'm the cool i'm the cool nerd in that situation because like 
Is that all one in the comics? Like, well, actually, in the comics, and then they walk away. Ah. Um, but, but yes, but I don't remember where we got there. I'm sorry, I'm a little all over the place tonight. <laughs> uh, well, so we get the uh, barricade turns on the force fields for the other Autobots. Uh, Elita tries to appeal to Megatron one more time. Uh, basically saying if there's anything left of the champion who clawed his way up from the pits of the hero who, who thought to fight for his people, there is truly a spark of goodness in you. There is another way you could join us, which I thought was kind of cool because we see Megatron's eyes sort of open, like widen a little bit. And, but then he says, I'm afraid their fate is sealed. And so is yours. And then he tosses her in and the force field goes around her. Yeah. Oh man. That's such a, such a weird scene. Cause they're so far. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe he could have recruited her to with him and then, uh, you know, had her, had them work from the inside kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that also would have ended the war. So they could have kind of all worked together and maybe found a solution that wasn't genocide. Yeah. Uh, but they're so full their resources that weren't robots. Right. Right. Exactly. Ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of their like sleds or whatever. I, I don't know. Hover. All their hover sleds. Yeah. They could, they could, there would be peace between the Autobots and the Decepticons. So they could take down all their shields Yeah, and then use all the shield power to build the nemesis or whatever. Although I'm sure that, uh, of course I'm sure that, uh, or just put shockwave shockwave has lots of power you eat his spark yeah that would fix everything but i I don't know it's just such it's such an interesting this this show is so interesting because obviously all of the people in power were the were on the same side at one point Mm -hmm. and yeah i just i i want to know i want to know that story so bad yeah it'd be a good story i think it'd be a really compelling story I was yeah, I was hoping that that would be kind of the main thrust of this season would be, but I mean, I guess they could tell that story in like one episode, so it could be, it could be later in this season or it could be uh, in Kingdoms, mm-hmm. in the yes, Disney's we, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, we do get a uh, a bit of exchange between Jetfire and Elita as well when the Force Field goes around her. Uh, he says, "Not everyone deserves redemption." And uh, she said, I would rather die believing that they do. So it looks as though everything's starting to sort of charge up. But then all the lights cut out. We then get uh, Scrapface rescuing the Autobots. And we get which... a flashback. See, Kendall? <laughs> what? Flashback? Yeah. To last episode. To when they saved Scrapface. Oh, the other... oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I, keep getting, I keep getting distracted by twitter um <laughs> it's understandable yeah events happened today yeah uh, yeah but uh yeah yeah i had no, to close I loved, twitter to make sure i, I love that i love that uh i should have closed twitter um i love that uh that that the that the the decepticons that they saved in the first episode come back that's it's terrific it's like everything it's everything that i that you know it brings it brings faith in in robot manity 
Yes. Like, like yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it's like she did the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, this sort of objective altruistic thing that was like, she was, she was not doing it because it was for strategic advantage. Um, she was just, she was doing it because it was the right thing. And then that came around and, and saved her. And also she Megatron did a dumb thing when he is, has been like alienating and locking up the very people who he's, I mean, he's this crazy charismatic leader and shit. Like the reason that he's gotten where he is, is because of the people and, and he's locking them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and murdering them arbitrarily so that he can, whatever this nemesis thing, like, like he's, he's, that's the, that's the theme song. Megatron's not smart, even though it's a different <laughs> Megatron. Like he, Megatron's doing a dumb thing. Alita did a good thing. Alita mm-hmm. is being rewarded. Megatron is being punished. It's it's like, I mean, it's 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 storytelling one hundred and one, but but yet I didn't see it coming. It's amazing. Well, not only that, but it carries over from the last episode. Right, so, right. I mean, normally we're seeing like, you know, episode, especially last season. It seemed, I mean, we had an overarching plot, but it, it, there was definitely like episodic moments that were sort of. Mm-hmm solved in in the episode here yeah we're getting the callback to last episode which is tying into now which i thought was really cool and i completely agree because it it reinforces that argument from last episode between jetfire and alita as well so it was nice to see that sort of come full circle and also how maybe it might play out to start changing jetfire's mind as well in relation to everything so I thought that was neat. But yes, they, they make their escape. And as they run off, we then cut back to Optimus and uh, the Quintesson as Double Dealer is talking to Decius. Uh, and Double Dealer is trying to get his money. Decius. Liking the new look. <laughs> yeah, he's liking the new look, but Decius is not having any of it and is not going to pay. So Double Dealer and his crew, you know, sort of put up their guns and they're like, yeah, well, you're going to pay us. And DC says, no, that's not going to happen. He's like, <laughs> he's like he's I would like... sooner destroy you. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, you and whose army? And then we get a whole bunch of, of robots out of nowhere that cock their guns. <laughs> I was so sure this was going to be the Sharkicons. Yeah. yeah, me too. I was kind of hoping for it to be. Yeah. I mean, but they're they just, don't. they're mostly just generic robots that are like uh, in the walls. Yeah. It or, looks like, it looks like, it looks like Ironhide. Yeah. Either but, Ironhide or the Spectro uh, things that they use for Decepticons. Yeah. But it's funny because DC says, mine, you imbecile. <laughs> I like how also at the beginning, at, at this is like, we had a deal, all six of us. He's like, well, it's the two of us and not, and I say <laughs> the deal's off. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have altered a deal. Frey, I do not alter it further. Yes. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so we cut back to Alita and crew as they're trying to to make their escape. Uh, Jetfire, obviously not used to to running, uh, falls trips over himself a little bit <laughs> and falls into a window, alerting other Decepticons. He is and a very big rope. That's true. 
Uh, but we do have a Decepticon who sort of, you know, gets their attention and it's like, look, I'm, I'm not an Autobot sympathizer, but that doesn't mean I agree with what's going on. And I, it's watching this again, to, yeah. And watching this again tonight, I'm like, this is not a best scene to be seeing after what's transpired today. But, yeah. To, to lighten the mood, though, I do like how he's like, now, punch me. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just like, what? And then Chromie is just like, here, let me <laughs> just yeah, jacks like, He's like, I have to make it look like I didn't just let you go. Yeah. Chromie is like, I got this. And then, bam. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, yes, some weird shit happened today, but yeah. I think that the narrative of people standing up against. A, a, a legitimately tyrannical government uh somebody and, and especially these are people what's what's very powerful you know if you want to play play allegory metaphor shit i mean these these are essentially if if there were any uh republicans that were standing up to you know to 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 donald trump and all the shenanigans you know these are these are people who were who are and I mean it's and it's and and it's with the the factions are are even even deeper than than what we have you know in our in our modern society like you're you're born a Decepticon you're born an Autobot you don't really choose one or the other or if you or if you do choose it's I mean no I don't think in this timeline you choose I think you you're born one or the other it's the it's the idea of the you know the autobots were the ruling class and the decepticons were the were the second class citizens and he was the charismatic leader of the of the of the decepticons and now people who people who have no power are taking are taking what little what little opportunity they have to stand up i mean that's yeah. that's a very powerful message mm -hmm. yeah but uh it's even now with the the prisoners who who helped rescue them we're sort of starting to see that as well right so right I, I thought that was pretty cool too right that's um, yeah that's what i mean well i i don't know i think that yeah the prisoners the prisoners that they re helped rescue them but then i don't know i i really think that the guy who's you know the guy who's still working for megatron letting mm -hmm. them out that just that just really that shows shows that there's there's some cracks in the ranks. Mm -hmm. You know, there are yeah. some people that there are some people that understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a feeling that like the, the general Decepticon population has no idea what's going on, but definitely those who are, you know, in mm -hmm. Megatron's mm -hmm. army, they, they know what's going on by this point. Well, and the more, and the more districts that he takes offline, I mean, you know, if if a whole yeah. city full of people randomly disappears, you can only do that so many times. If mm -hmm. there's, I mean, I don't know how many districts there are, but or districts, uh, is, they're not districts. Oh, they? Uh, sectors. Sectors. Yeah, I keep yeah. calling them districts because I made the Hunger Games joke last week. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, but you can only, you know, you can. I don't know how many of them there are and how isolated they are, but like people are going to start noticing when they just when entire populations start just up and disappearing and the mm -hmm. more, the more people you have involved, the more people are going to know, the more people are going to talk, the more people are going to help. 
um you know it's it's uh it's 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 very yeah it's 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 the kind of thing that makes you that restores your faith in humanity that Mm -hmm. is very different from a you know group of from a group of people who just want to uh you know who lost a fair election and just want to just want to make make noise and 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 uh and disrupt things because they didn't get their way that's there's there's a difference there's a difference here Mm -hmm. well true enough we do uh cut to megatron who has just learned the news of the autobots escaping and it's funny because he says i'll have starscream's head while he's staring at magnus's head on the table uh shockwave is there of course uh and says that without the autobot infusion that they need to consider another taking down another sector and megatron's like do it i don't care where just do it um Soundwave comes in saying that there's been a, a transmission that they've received megatron tries to sort of brush him off but Soundwave says it's from the arc <laughs> megatron's like what did you just say We cut back to the Autobots as uh, Decius is now saying, you know, one mind, singular focus. That's how it always should have been. And this is where we get that that uh, reference to to innocence because Optimus yells out, we are innocent, Decius. <laughs> and Decius just laughs and is like, perhaps a demonstration of how we deal with the <laughs> innocent. All right. All right. Here we go. I got the clip. I'm not even I'm not I'm not saying he's in the wrong, but is he innocent? I mean he is I'm pretty sure he's the well he's probably a war criminal in some way. Perhaps, but I have a feeling that the the innocence that DC that DCS might be referring to that they might not be referring to, mm-hmm. to any of that. Mm-hmm. I mean I, it's I probably know. to just... do with some sort of something else like the race in general or something along those lines yeah i don't know i just like i don't i so there's 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 kind of superhero cliche type things i i kind of like i'm not saying i always like Mm anti-heroes but i do like I've, i've been i've been reading a lot of of uh john constantine hellblazer uh and over the last uh I don't know how many years, but it's just like kind of it's this it's 300 issues and I'm like a hundred and something issues into it. And I have no idea what's going on. Um, but but a lot of times neither does John. Just yeah, yeah, honest. yeah. But like like I really like his character because he's I mean, he genuinely actually is trying to do his best all of the time. Like he's he's pretty heroic. Um, yes. But he's not always nice about it. And sometimes he does things that get his friends hurt. 
And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so a lot of times you do have situations where he says, you know, I'm, I'm damned. My soul is damned. Take me, but, but don't hurt them or whatever, you know, making those kinds of deals, those kinds of selfless deals saying, hearing Optimus kind of beg for his life saying we're innocent is kind of, uh, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't totally do it for me. It weakens his character a little bit, but I guess this is a younger Optimus. That's what we've established from the last season. Yeah. I don't know. This, this scene just didn't, it didn't work for me. Even if, even if like Optimus had been tied up and, 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 uh, it had been clear that they were going to, the DCS was going to kill everybody else and like keep Optimus. And he had said they're innocent. I think yeah. the scene would have worked a lot better, but yeah, I can understand um, that. But yeah, I don't know. nitpick, just a little nitpick. Mm. Just a little, yes. little teeny tiny, just a little teeny tiny mm. nitpick. Mm. But yes, we do get the, the reference to the ugly one once again with Bumblebee being like, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, but here's where uh, Double Dealer and his crew decide we're, that they weren't overly keen on being double crossed. And so they stage a bit of a jailbreak. Optimus calls out to Wheeljack, who must have had some sort of an EMP designed into himself. Yeah, which some we kind of aware frequency of. flasher that since he talks with those ear things or something like that, apparently he was able to do a frequency thing that could disrupt their cuffs. Yeah. But as Optimus said earlier, they needed a good time and a proper place to do it because, you know, just being free wasn't going to. Yeah. But yes, then we get uh, Hound and Mirage who shoot off their rock, their shoulder mounted rockets, takes out a couple of guards. Uh, then Optimus and crew manage to get some cover fire from Double Dealer and his crew and tells them to, to head for their ship. Uh, and But Optimus is like, we owe you for this. And he's like, just tell me you can find the Allspark. And Prime says, we can and we will. So he tells the Autobots to transform and roll out, and they make an exit. And, and I uh, think Double Deer says, till our paths cross one again or something like that. Yeah, and then says, good fortune. And uh, then we DCS, get a final creepy shot, yeah. Yeah, DC slinks into the shadows, and then we cut to the Autobots as they power up the arc uh, and realize that Megatron hasn't found the Allspark, but they have the means, and so they... they Cue up the engines and fly off into the sky. We then cut back to to Megatron, and Shockwave is stating how the you know deviation from the stated mission of the project jeopardizes him. Megatron cuts him off. Then he he hits some buttons, and then we see exactly what Project Nemesis has been as a big ass ship comes in through the clouds. And it was a really cool scene seeing the ship just mm-hmm. sort of pushing through the clouds and yeah this ship is massive it causes the uh area to shake too like it's not just descending from the clouds uh serenely yeah it it lowers down and we hear shockwave say built from the sparks of a of a thousand autobots (laughs) or no rather Megatron says that, and then Shockwave has to cut in and say, and Decepticons. And Decepticons. <laughs> yeah. And she was to be an arc to hasten their search for a new world. And now, and then Megatron's like, new world, be damned. We have a new mission now. So he, he announces to the crowd in the arena that he's learned that Optimus Prime 
it, the murderer of Cybertron still lives. And uh, that the ne nemesis is going to be the chariot that he rides on to Prime's annihilation. Uh, Starscream, of course, comes in saying, easier said than done, and how are we going to find him? And Megatron then says, as we then cut to the arc, he says, well, I already have. And then we see the, the mercenary ship in the background as the, the arc is flying away. The fortune. So, yes. Interesting. Have they been double-crossed again? Well, I mean, they're all mercenaries. So, so even if it wasn't Double Dealer himself that did it, I'm pretty sure one of them did. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That's what Greg always says. Oh, yeah. I gotta keep some things normal. Yeah, yeah. Return to normalcy. That's that's the reason for the season. Anyways, do we have any uh, questions this week, Jordan? Um, so far, we only had one. and uh, As far as I can... Let me just double, double check. Uh, to make sure that the, we didn't get any others in the meantime. But okay, yeah, we, I'm, so we just have the one from Rhea Rose uh, mm -hmm. at Rhea Rose Eight. Hi, Rhea. Thanks again. Um, Hi, Rhea. Hi. How do you how do you think one personality of a Quintesson gets enough control to remove the other four in that way? I think it basically was just uh, kind of a matter of elimination. Like they ganged up. <laughs> Mm, yeah, and then and then double crossed each other. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have to get consensus; <laughs> you just have to have majority rule. Yeah, yeah, and then and then Raph was like, "Well, you know what? I'm going to make sure I always have consensus." And probably one of them has stronger will, uh, and then also violence. So that one's wrath. Violence yeah. probably makes makes wrath stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for like as yeah. All things considering, the fact that it is also the the face that is most uh, most usually marked as wrath is the one that took took control, is mm. is also kind of very telling of like you know one like just a very direct and very forceful way of getting their consensus. That's true. I wonder if I wonder if uh, they actually did have consensus that this was the best. I... Like if 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 at some point they all realized that every single decision that they were making was being uh was 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 taking too long democracy oh, doesn't hindered. work so you somebody <laughs> has to be in charge mm. and they all I'm voted. pretty sure there are some times when it did actually did that though like it would it would like okay well cuz the fact that they called that they also tended to have their own like personality kind of things like wrath wisdom one's actually called doubt if i remember correctly like, I don't always remember all the five faces, and they change them around sometimes. Uh, but they might, I think they might have actually also kind of learned, like, well, okay, we need to look at this as, as like, a scientific way. So let's let wisdom kind of keep keep the forefront of this, and we'll just uh, pipe in when we think something, you know, we need to point something out, you know, kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then again, also do recall that they said that the, under the, uh, what was it, the the cruel or whatever uh reign of the of the quintessence so you know who knows how they really actually operate right right yeah who, it, who says it's actually benevolent give me you guys like like 45 seconds and then i have a question to ask you guys that's very important uh, i'll be back uh, 
Okay. Okay. Well, Kendall is is doing that. Jordan, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? I I kind of liked it. Uh, again, as I pointed out, there was some. I I always kind of liked the 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 quick lot like one liner jokes that sometimes pop up. But yeah. But uh, and and some of the gags and stuff like that. But that's just because I I just like comedy in general. But there was still like a lot that uh, in this episode that just kind of. You know, it really it moves the plot along. It it shows what's going on outside of Cybertron a little bit. Yeah. And and you can kind of see that, like Kendall was saying, like that the people are kind of ca- catching on to uh uh to to like Megatron and stuff like that. Like he tried at the end, even like when he tried he tried to ra- rally them that you know I'm going to get Prime and stuff like that. The cheers of the people around weren't exactly as exalted as like when he usually yeah like, what he did like when they were fighting against the Autobots. Yeah, it definitely seemed like there was a bit of discussion rather than just outright you know automatically Cheer. cheering yeah. for, for his announcement. No, I definitely agree. I like I so okay, far the, these two episodes. Welcome, welcome back. back. Um, I like how the structure that we've had with these two episodes and how well that they've flowed and. Even for it being, even for the episodes being only like 24 minutes each, I found that we've had quite a bit in them. I I still wish that we could have had longer episodes, but I think from what we've had with them, that it's been pretty darn good. But. I my my take, I forget if I said this on the last season, but uh, my take on the on the length of the episode and and everything, I think that. There is so much content out there that just takes forever for anything to happen. You mm. know, tells like like Picard. Uh, yeah. Did you guys watch Picard? I did. Um, I, I think there were forty five episodes. They were each six hours long, <laughs> and the the whole season. No, I mean it was whatever. It was eight episodes or ten episodes or something. The whole season had about one episode's worth of story in it, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just, it just dragged and dragged and dragged. And I mean, sometimes, sometimes that works because you're just, you know, you're just living with the people. I think it mm-hmm. kind of worked in Picard because we were just so happy to be in a Star Trek universe that was recognizable and wasn't the JJ Abrams. I'm like the people that hate, I'm like the people that hate last Jedi for, for, uh, for, for the, Star Trek, for Star Trek's Abrams universe, like I just think that uh, the, I just think the that Kelvin the, the Kelvin timeline is that it is so bad. Like, and it was like mm-hmm. the the first one was fine. Yeah, Into Darkness was like kind of bad. Like it was. I don't think I, I. I honestly don't think I hated it as much as some people. But then Beyond was just awful. Like it was. Yeah, it was, Beyond it was, wasn't great. It was so and it just like. And it just, it just felt like, I, I don't know. I, and I mean, and I mean, anyway, um, <laughs> so I really appreciate when a show, um, you know, the, the, the polar opposite of that is the Mandalorian, which, which really leaves you wanting more. Um, yes. and I would much rather a show leave me wanting more and then, uh, then, then, then to just completely wear out, wear out its welcome. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't used to think like that. And I also don't think, and, and when I say leave me wanting more, they're giving me more. I mean, there's going to be another season after this. 
Yes. You know, and and maybe and maybe there will be a a War for the Earth with Two Moons sequel to this that's a you know a, re- a gritty reboot of beast wars or something like there may still be a spiritual a next thing after the war for cybertron since i mean from what i can tell it's pretty successful so they uh-huh. will beat this thing into the ground um yeah but i would rather them give it port you know give it to me in in these small self-contained or somewhat self-contained bits uh you know even if even if that means that the individual episodes are a little bit are feel feel a little bit short. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with it. I think the only reason that I would like to see, like, even if they tacked on like an extra five or seven minutes, mm-hmm. just because, like, you said it yourself, it'd be nice if we could get some more some more flashbacks. And I think if we had like a few minutes dedicated to that, right, right, right. It would. I think it would make a much fuller story, mm-hmm. and it would. It would better allow us to see how far of a fall we've had with Megatron. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's not over yet. That's we could true. get that. We could get that in season three. They mm-hmm. might make a freaking prequel movie. Oh yeah, that's um, true. You, you know who who knows what they're what they'll do. Like anything's anything's possible. This mm-hmm. the fact that they're making. I mean, because the I I mean, you guys have probably watched, especially Jordan, have probably watched more of the of the modern Transformers stuff. I mean, this is better than the other stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Like like I mean, and not and not even necessarily like better as in better as in like because like I know that a lot of people like some of the some of the younger aimed cartoons and and not a criticism of of that style. Like this is, but this is different. Like this is a, this is the first time that they've done a, like a peak serious aimed at Kendall gritty mm-hmm. Netflix show. Right. Like, like that's heavily yeah. influenced by, by the IDW comics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like even, even prime and Cyberverse were more just like kid, like kid friendly. Like uh, they were much more episodic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's, now, and mind I mean, you, and that's fine. Not that's not a criticism of of that as a genre, but I think oh, that yeah. this is a really cool thing, um, yeah. and uh, and it's been successful. So there probably will be more of it. We don't, you know, who knows how much more of it there will be. Though I will say, Kendall, um, if ever you do decide to go, have you, how much of Prime have you watched, or have you watched any of Prime? Um, I think I watched some of Prime. That's that's the one where where Optimus is a truck, right? Yes. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. a but it has they're like on Earth and it has humans. Yeah. And it's like there's like several humans and each of them kind of bonds with a particular transformer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't like it doesn't like play sidekicks. in entirely, but they're sort of like sidekicks yeah. in a sense. Yeah. But the the reason I bring it up is um, I. The closest thing that I can, because I found that the the latter seasons got much more mm. involved story wise. I I I was trying to think of what I could suggest to you that would be similar to the way the structuring of Prime goes is how Star Wars Rebels went. Okay. Mm. So like the first the first season or so is very episodic, sort of self contained. And then as you get into the later seasons, it 
they they decide you know what we don't have to do episodic necessarily mm-hmm. and we can sort of up the stakes a bit okay yeah but it's not i mean not on the level of of the of this of this stuff yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no no yeah 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 no. i i just i don't know i i mean that's that's i was i was legitimately blown away by siege when i watched when i watched it that's you know why i wanted to get back back together yeah. with you guys and 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 do that and do this whole thing like like it's it's and i mean it's obvious you know there's freaking let's do a thing good let's make a good thing <laughs> and and that's that plays on people's nostalgia i mean that's mm-hmm. you know that's that's what's in vogue right now um tell use modern storytelling techniques to you know to retell or adapt uh a, an, an existing property that everyone you know will give it will give it a shot yeah uh you know, it's just cool. It's cool stuff. But yeah, I just, I mean, there will be plenty of it. I'm, I'm not saying that like they should cut it off at, I think my point that I've been like circling around is I'm not saying they should cut it off at six episodes in kingdoms and never give us any more transformers content. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that there's merit to, if you're going to tell a serialized story, do it in, in a smaller, in smaller chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, not everything has to be like, not everything has to be 45 minutes. If you're going to do prestige television, there's this idea that you have to do a 45 minute to an hour show that you have to have 13 episodes of this 45 minute thing. Well, maybe you just, maybe you only need six, six 20 minute episodes. You know, you, maybe you, you're really just needing the length of a movie, you know, chopped up into pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe stuff will be left out, but sometimes you want to leave stuff out to for future projects. Yeah, yeah. true enough. And there is something. I mean, I'm not saying I don't. I, part of me wonders if I actually want to see these flashbacks that I keep calling for. Because you're not sure if they'll live up to what you might be formulating in your head, right? Because I also kind of love just like kind of referencing, referencing a little bit, you know. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, they'll be like it's it's they'll be like uh, fun- you know when when uh if you know Alita's fighting Starscream and she's like you're not my boyfriend anymore <laughs> and 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 you know and then no more no more references to that or or uh, <laughs> you know well um sometimes sometimes a reference is good and sometimes it just will warm your way and will never let let you go like. Mm-hmm. It was last time that I mentioned the 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 thing with uh, North Star, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. From, from there's one sentence about him being a, a court, like a court terrorist, this, and never anything else. And you're like, "Yep." Then why did you even mention it if that was? Ugh. Yeah. Um. So I do have a question that I posted yes. on my Facebook because Uh-oh. it's very important oh. that I want to know the answer to. See, I don't have my Facebook open, so now I have to open my Facebook and see what you posted, Kendall. So the question is... Did you is, post it to your, your Facebook? To my Facebook. Post... To my Facebook. Okay. Uh, and I didn't get as many responses as I would have liked. So um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys and see if I can at least get some love for what I think the right answer is. Which is okay. better, pancakes or waffles? Mm. No, see... I prefer waffles. Yeah, see, I prefer waffles, but that's because I like uh, the the thing of like you know buttering and and syrup and like kind of it pooling in there, mm-hmm. like yeah. 
on pa- on pancakes it's not it's not hard to do that and for some reason I, i've also gotten like this weird thing where like i've just gotten tired of doing that for pancakes but not for waffles i don't know why so what i've uh actually done sometimes is that when i've had like pancakes for breakfast i'll just take the pancake before you know dry and then like like slather on some jelly on the top and fold it in half and eat it like a taco yeah. <laughs> so they so it's like a jam it's like a jam like filled crepes in that yeah it's like a thick jam filled crepe yeah okay I'm glad I'm glad that we got some love for some waffles because uh, Rhea Rose and the two other people that responded <laughs> all said pancakes or I think they did. Let me double check. I find waffles are just I I like I find the texture of waffles. I know that they're technically sort of similar, but I just find that waffle I I like the texture of waffles better. And like Jordan had said, I like you know having like maple syrup pooling as opposed to i always find that pancakes absorb maple syrup way too quickly so you never really get to enjoy it i find it it doesn't really work for me with pancakes even though my wife swears by pancakes and always wants me to make them for her for breakfast but i i i do prefer a waffle to a pancake so so my thing is and i'm very i'm actually very conflicted about this so i I, it's not even that that i necessarily think waffles are better I was just a little distraught that like that there was we were starting to see a consensus that pancakes was the answer because <laughs> um, I feel like it should be a controversy. Um, uh-huh. And because I think that the best pancakes I ha- I've ever had are probably better than the best waffles I've ever had with the possible exception. I've had some I've had my dad makes like legit Belgian waffles like he has a Belgian waffle recipe that he makes in his Belgian waffle maker um, oh, okay. like from scratch and stuff. And uh, I think that that, that those are better on balance. Those are better than the best pancakes I've ever had, but Belgians are kind of, it's kind of a different thing. Like if you're thinking about like your, your regular flat waffle, I mm-hmm. think that like the average one is, is probably better than, than the average pancake, but, but that I've, but I've just had like if you go to a, I've gone to more diners that have better pancakes than than waffles. I mean, Waffle House has good has good waffles, but okay. like, like when I go to when you go to a diner, sometimes they'll they'll make regular waffles in their Belgian waffle maker, so mm. it's like a brick, and it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. that it kind of got trendy was Belgian waffle makers became more popular. I think they're better than. I think places are better about that now, but like when I was, when I uh, was driving through, I drove through Wisconsin in August of 2019 and went to this place right off the road. And I don't, I I've been second guessing myself because I paid in cash and I think I might've forgotten to tip the guy. Oh no. I, Uh-oh. but I'm not sure, but like I'm second guessing cause maybe I didn't. Well, if they listen to this podcast, know that you didn't mean to forget. To well, I know that I know that the next time I go through Wisconsin, I'm going to go to that same place right off the road and tip double. But uh, they had the best. That was the best pancakes I've ever had in my life. Oh, they were they were yeah. blueberry pancakes and the big oh, right sausages on. that I think they killed the pig in in the back room or something. <laughs> like they were. I don't, that's another thing. I don't understand how you can how you go to every restaurant ever and the sausage links are amazing. You go to the grocery, the sausage links are terrible. Um, yeah. But 
I don't know. I just don't know. But uh, yeah, but I don't know. I just I like I like seeing some love for waffles. But I think the right answer is pancakes. But I don't know. I think it's also a matter of just time too. For some for some weird reason, it feels like waffles are something that take a little bit of extra time. Mm. And so if you if you want to sit down, and that means like if you want to sit down and enjoy it, that's fine. But pancakes can also be a quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that like, how I, it's a I bit more I, satisfying to to spend less time on something that's as. But as see, I see satisfying. the opposite of that because to me, then that that like my interpretation of that is that waffles are the special one. True. Yeah, but also that means that you have to put more effort into it. Well, if you want a good, still hearty meal, you can just have a bunch of quick uh, pancakes. Also, pancakes are definitely not a hearty meal. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking I'm just thinking like, you know, like flapjacks and lumberjacks, like they they ate a bunch of those before they went to work in like a lot of tall tales and stuff. Yeah, that's a, yeah, you might be right. I don't I don't know. My I, I just know that what I eat, if I eat just pancakes, that's only part of a meal. Like you mm. gotta have some, you gotta have some bacon or some sausage, or some yeah. eggs. I just remember that we have an IHOP here that opened last year. I've only been there once. IHOP, IHOP, I found can be very good or very bad. Um, yeah. The worst IHOP in the world is uh, just outside the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am convinced. I went there twice uh, when I went to Minneapolis because it was it was not the hotel and it was. Mm-hmm. close enough to the hotel and i didn't want mall food yeah and i was i was there for the star wars card tournament so i didn't have a lot of time to drive around town but it was that was the worst that was so bad because sometimes ihop makes their pancakes in advance and microwaves them Ew. yeah but but not always sometimes they make them fresh or most of the time they make them fresh and they're amazing Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, you gotta go, I guess you gotta go there and figure out if it's good or not. Plus yeah. Canada, they probably don't even have pancakes there. It's, it's international house of poutine. No, no, they have pancakes. My wife had the pancakes, but I, I got a burger. Like my wife got like a breakfast mm-hmm. for supper sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I got, I got a burger and I found the burger like so incredibly greasy and oily. And it was just, it was a, it was a mess. That's interesting. Like when I get a. When I get a burger, um, if I get a burger at an eat-in restaurant, I want to be able to pick up the burger and not have a mess in my hands. Why? I don't know. I just – I like having a, a clean burger. Like I can't – I don't mind if there's like a little bit of grease that comes out or anything along those lines. But this like coated my fingers. Like I prefer – if I go to a restaurant, I want my burger – I want to have to cut my burger in half. Like Norman. mine was like literally falling apart as I was trying to eat it. I don't know. I've had good. I've had good. Exp- I've actually had good experience with IHOP burgers, um, and I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm okay with a burger falling apart. I, mean, I guess you got to be. It's got to be what you're expecting and what you want. Yeah. But in the right context, uh, I mean, gr- greasy, greasy burger that's falling apart in my hands is uh, definitely a good thing. Um, oh. I had. Uh, a burger from Outback Steakhouse tonight because uh, I didn't feel like getting a steak and my sister-in-law was bringing it home, um, was bringing it over. And uh, it was it was pretty good. It did not fall apart. Uh, but not, it wasn't wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Bloomin' Onion, Bloomin' Onion was excellent as usual. Right on. But uh, 
Yeah, I like I like I like my burgers. Um, <laughs> but yes, this has been uh, our pancake versus waffle talk. Also, also uh, tried a new hot dog place this week uh, called <laughs> Loops in uh, in uh, Grand Grandview, out just you know suburb of, of Columbus. Uh, it's I was uh, just it's, about to ask if there was anything you wanted to plug this week, Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually. Usually, I po- usually when I try a new hot dog place, I I I do it on my social media. As I do hashtag hold the mustard and post a picture. I took a picture, but I didn't post it. First one of the year. Um, I did seventeen hot dog places last year. Um, yes. Amid the pandemic, most of them were before the pandemic, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, made some poor decisions too. Uh, but uh, no, this one was pretty so- like rock solid. If you're in the Columbus metropolitan area and you're looking for a place that has uh, good hot dogs and good euros. I recommend Loops. Right on. <laughs> yeah, that could be my plug for this week. Sure. I, hey. Listen, if you want to know what I do, listen to the last week's episode. <laughs> Jordan, how about you? Anything you wanted to plug? Um, I'll still plug uh, uh, the Alphabet Flight podcast and stuff like that. I think by the time... <laughs> This goes out. This will be after the week that they talked about Eon, which has got to be one of the more craziest cosmic beings I ever saw. Like, I mean, I kind of remember that, like, you know how Ego's a living planet with a basically just a giant planet with a space with a with a face. Yes. Mm-hmm. Eon's just a log with a face. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 weird. But yeah, so you know, Alphabet Flight. Uh, on you can find it on Twitter and Instagram, and and you know, it's it's a fun podcast. Like, not only can it you know fun to go through, but there's a lot of like easily like you know just pick up and listen to a single episode stuff in it. Right on. As always, folks, you can find us online at Warren Beast on Twitter, the Facebook group for Warren Beast. Uh, you can even email us at warrenbeastpodcast at gmail.com you can find all of these podcasts on audioentropy.com as well and they have a, a twitter with a link to the discord at audioentropy so with that being said it's been another week so for Warren Beast, I have been Greg I've been Jordan I'm Kendall till all are one folks and yellow is sporty also Kendall, my wife did not know that B. Arthur was in the holiday special for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>